I wasn't going to cry tonight. I always thought there was one thing I was supposed to do with my life, and that was teaching because that's what I went mm -hmm. to school for. But when you tie your purpose to your profession, mm -hmm. when that profession ended, I felt like I didn't have a purpose anymore. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. well, who am I now? What yeah. is it that I'm supposed to do with my life? I've invested yeah. all of this time and money and energy into this thing. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck? Then coaching may be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship that's totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, want to start seeing results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to paulferrandi.com or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the best version of yourself. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Ferrandi. Hello, everyone. It's Paul Ferrandi, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, I have the honor of having Shanice with me. Shanice, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell them what you do. Hello, hello, hello. This is Shanice Miller-Thomas, and I am super duper excited to be here with the Incredipal tonight. <laughs> I always have a good time chatting it up with him, so I'm really excited to be here tonight. Uh, Paul and I met at church, and we have mm -hmm. just hit it off. I started as you know being a member of one of his small groups, and he's kind of been low-key mentoring me. He doesn't really know that. <laughs> he's been kind of mentoring me. Every time I talk to him, I try to gain some, some nuggets and wisdom from him. But I am a uh, purpose coach, and I am also a speaker. So I'm really excited tonight for this conversation. Awesome. Well, it's, it's news to me that I'm mentoring you. I feel like I get a lot out of every conversation with you. So definitely a two-way street there. That's awesome. Uh, so you said you're a purpose coach and you're a speaker. So which one did you start off with first or did you kind of jump into both at the same time? Well, I've always been someone who loved to talk. So uh, <laughs> I guess I kind of would say speaker first, but not under that same title. I was a teacher. So I was always in the mode of teaching people, which now I'm just basically doing that under a different title. So I call it a coach, but still, you know, teaching people and speaking whenever I have the opportunity to, to share whatever God puts on my heart. That's awesome. That's super cool. So how long did you teach for? I was a third grade teacher for about four years. And then because I didn't really know um, who I was as a person, I let somebody talk me into going into administration. <laughs> <laughs> so then I became an assistant principal for another four or five years after that, before I decided to exit from the education profession. Do you miss third grade teaching or are you have had enough of that? Well, the difference now is that I actually have people that pay me to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so like the the kids you know they're they're forced to be there these mm -hmm. people are like hey will you teach me something so i always have loved education and i love children so i do i do miss the trends mm -hmm. i told my daughter i used to stay up on all the cool stuff but now that i'm yeah. not in school anymore <laughs> i don't really know what the cool stuff is anymore so i do miss that part of kind of being at the pulse of the next generation yeah I could totally see you making TikToks in your class. I see some teachers do that. I think that's awesome. I could see that. That's really fun. Uh, so with the speaking, and we'll talk more about that transition, because I know you said you were a third grade teacher, you moved into administration, and now you're doing more speaking and, and coaching. Was it kind of a, was a fluent transition or kind of, how did, it, how did you go from teaching to administration to where you are now? Well, there were a lot of things that happened in between that. One of them was my husband's job got relocated. I'm originally from North Carolina. So my husband's job got relocated to Missouri. And at that point, I was just kind of like, I was pregnant and I wanted to stay home. So I decided to be a stay at home mom for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then I went back into education and then made my exit again. And then I had a friend who asked me, hey, would you do a website for me? Because I was just talking about a hobby that I had at the time of yeah. making jewelry and I was putting stuff online. Yeah. And so I ended up getting into marketing. <laughs> so oh, wow. I like became a whole marketing consultant and had a whole marketing business. At one point, I was helping wow. small business people with their websites and with their social media. And it was just a creative outlet for me. It was mm -hmm. just something to do, you know, because I felt like yeah. my, my mind and my brain were just starting to become stale. So from there, I was just like, you know, I don't want to do this long term. It's not a passion for me. So mm -hmm. let me figure out what my purpose is. Like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. And in finding my purpose, that became my business was to help other people find their purpose. Like, That's hey, awesome. if I feel this way, there have to be other people who also are like, well, what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing with my life so mm -hmm. I don't just waste it being alive and not really yeah. living? Because at one point, I just felt like I'm just alive. I'm just surviving here. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a program that helped me address some of the past trauma that I had. You know, all the stuff people, you know, you get on the couch and they're like, tell me what happened in your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> so I kind of I kind of went through something like that, but it was a group setting. And that set me on the trajectory to say, oh, well, what this person is doing, what they're teaching me, I want to model after that because mm. she was also a coach and a speaker. Okay. And I started a small group at church. And with that, it was like the group was over and people were like, we want more. Why is this over? <laughs> and I'm like, because that's all we were supposed to do is six yeah. months. And they're like, but what do we do now? <laughs> so because of that, that helped me to make that big leap. I wasn't really ready to mm -hmm. start a group or start coaching at that point. But it was kind of, you know, fly the plane and build it at the same time. So <laughs> I was like, well, okay, God, here we go. Let's put the yeah. wings on and, and let's go for it. So that is how I made that transition. So now I have um, an online course and I'm doing some group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Awesome. That that's so exciting. I like how you, you talked about the small groups too, because that's pretty big part of my story too. That's how we met as well. Yeah. Uh, because I was reached out to do a small group and I did not want to lead a small group the first time. And I didn't want to um, be a part of your small group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you told me. Yeah, my mentor was like, hey, I need you to be a part of this group. And I'm like, but I'm already leading a group and it's on Friday nights and I don't really want to do a group. <laughs> but because I am teachable, 
you know, and a lifelong <laughs> learner. I'm mm, like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And it's, it has changed my life, literally. Like that small group really helped me take that next step. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. And yeah, so for everyone listening, the small group we did was over growing together. I know I have a previous podcast that I talked about uh, personal growth, and I kind of hinted on one of the chapters and stuff we go through in the first week on intentional intentionality, do it now, which I remember that was one of the catchphrases you took away right away. Yes. And you kept reminding us throughout the, the whole session. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I still use that to this day. I think about it every time I go in to do laundry and I'm like, this has changed my life. Do it now. Like mm -hmm. I could put these clothes away later or I could just do it now. And it's not or on my mind every time I walk by the laundry room. Yeah, yeah it, it really, it is like a second Bible to me. I loved it. Yeah, it's powerful. So talk a little bit more about the, the course you developed. Like what platform is that on? How, how did you go about developing a course? Well, my mentor had already started doing an online academy. And so the platform that she was using was called Thinkific. And they actually have like a free version. And then, you know, you can get upgrades for whatever other features you'd like to add. But I started out with the free version and it was another one of those build a plane while it's in the sky. I really didn't know what I was doing. They had like some short little tutorials yeah. of how to upload your information. So I always loved doing PowerPoints and I used Canva to do my PowerPoints and use their video. They also have like a video where you can, you know, put your little face in the corner and teach your lesson at the same time. So I did that and then just kind of pray to God and ask what kind of assignments to add and what was important mm. to add. So I, being a former teacher, I love alliteration, which is everything oh. begins with the same letter. Yes. So <laughs> I came up with the practice, you know, there's a place for them to practice, which is the lesson. Mm -hmm. And, and then I came up with prayer. There's a prayer and affirmation mm -hmm. every week with every lesson. There's praise and worship because we need to fill ourselves up, you know, yeah. with that. Then there's also a time to, to pause, like time to mm -hmm. reflect, which was another part of the 15 laws that was really good, taking mm -hmm. that, that time to reflect. And we don't do that often enough, like mm -hmm. celebrate your wins. What is something that you did well? Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipaul.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Paul.org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipaul shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipaul look. This yeah. week. So just used some of those things and then just uploaded it and honestly the course was not even done <laughs> I just kind of like had an outline and I was working on it in the background but I wasn't like ready to present it to the world yet and I was still kind of you know I was casually working on it and it was like God said pedal to the metal <laughs> and I just went full steam ahead and there were times where you know like I'd be working on it to get it uploaded before we would do the lesson but God always provided he always mm -hmm. made a way. And the way that I would do it was have everything done. But mm -hmm. all along the way, there were pieces he wanted me to include in that uh -huh. lesson that I had not had access to yet. Uh -huh. So I could have built something, but it, it, it would have been my outline and not mm -hmm. his agenda. 
So I always try to build my life that way. This is my outline, but God, it's your agenda. What is it that you would have me to do? Yeah, no, that's that's powerful. It reminds me of the, the verse, hopefully I don't butcher it, like a, a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Right. So I think that that's exactly what you're saying, that you had outline, you had what you wanted to do, but there's a lot of stuff that God just kept bringing in. It's like, I want to do this and this and this, and it just came together at the right time. It did. It really did. And I'm doing the same thing. There, there are four steps in the program. It's called the Pathway to Purpose. And there are four steps in that program. And the first one is to process your past. Mm -hmm. So until you can even get to understanding what your purpose is, we got to figure out what are the roadblocks? What are the things that are keeping you from really being your best self? Yeah. And most of us have not had a place or a space where we can talk about the stuff, mm -hmm. you know, just someone who can listen and also having the support of a group coaching situation was really good because then you know, like, I'm not alone. This is, I'm not the only person that this yeah. has happened to. And then the step two, I have a group who just graduated from step one. So they're getting ready to go into step two. Nice. And that's going to be um, a study of the invaluable laws of growth, but also some assessments and things. It's going to be pursue your possibilities. Wow. So that's step two. Step three is where we plan your purpose. You see all these start with P. Yeah, <laughs> I have a thing for alliteration. <laughs> it's actually how I made it through college because <laughs> my brain was so damaged and I didn't realize this from just trauma, from just things that oh, wow. impact and impair your brain that your processing actually mm. becomes dysfunctional. Wow. I use the example like if you take a hammer and you hit your laptop with the hammer, mm -hmm then it's not gonna have the same output. Something mm -hmm. something has damaged that laptop. Yeah. And that was kind of what had happened to my brain. I had done oh, lots wow. of things to help heal my spirit, but I had not physically done anything for my natural mind. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that we go through in that first piece is just helping people to heal their brain by addressing mm -hmm. you know, the things that go on in our mind and how we, mm -hmm. how we process information and why you know, why we process information the way that we do. Uh, step three is going to be plan your purpose. So this is where you actually get into the timelines and the targets and the goals. And do I need a mentor? Do I need an internship? And figuring out what you want to do. And I call step four, step forever. <laughs> You're fine forever. You'll never leave this group. Uh, but step forever is perfect your purpose. So this is revisiting how are things going? Is this a place where you feel like you're able to use your gifts, your talents? Is there something I need to improve? Maybe I need to change. And we never reach that point. And that purpose can change. I always thought there was one thing I was supposed to do with my life. I wasn't going to cry tonight. <clears throat> I always thought there was one thing I was supposed to do with my life. And that was teaching because that's what I went to school for. But when you tie your purpose to your profession, when that profession ended, I felt like I didn't have a purpose anymore. I was like, yeah. well, who am I now? What yeah. is it that I'm supposed to do with my life? I've invested yeah. all of this time and money and energy into this thing. Who am I? What am I going to do when someone comes up to me and they say, well, what do you do? I'm just going to say mm -hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Does that have a purpose? Mm -hmm. You know, So your profession could be your purpose, but yeah. it doesn't always have to be tied to that. It could just be what you do. It's not necessarily who you are. Wow, that, that's a bar right there. 
So that was the epiphany for me. Like, it's not just about what I do, but it's about who I am. Who am I as a person? Yeah. So that's well, that, kind of the gist of where the program is going. All of that sounds really good. It's not built yet. <laughs> Again, I have, I have an outline that sounds yeah. really great. God might take me in a completely different direction, but um, I'm learning to be flexible with God because I, I don't have to have everything done to still get something accomplished. Ooh, that was a good one. I need that's, to write this down. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is really good. <laughs> wow. Don't have to have everything done to, have, to be accomplished. That's, wow. And I really like what you, you talked about with sometimes people have their purpose wrapped up in their career, their profession. And I feel like I, I see a lot of times I'm helping people I'm finding a new job and the one of the when I get laid off, one of the first things they say is like, they don't really know who they are anymore because everything that they've been doing, if they've been at a company 10, 15, like 20 years, right. they, and they're like, who am I? Everything I put my heart and soul into this company and now it's all gone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so what would you say to some, or what are the, the typical clients that come in? Are they more so uh, people who kind of know their purpose and they're trying to, fine tune it or they just have no idea? Like what kind of range of people do you work with? It really is from, from you know, one extreme to the other where some people are like, uh, you know, I might know my purpose. I feel like I know my purpose, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then people who are like, I have absolutely no idea what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. But most people, I hear two words often whenever I have people fill out, you know, like their initial form, their initial intake form. And two words that kept coming up was clarity and stuck. Mm. Like people that feel stuck, they're like, I just, you know, feel like I should be doing more with my life, but I don't know. I'm just in this, you know, on this hamster wheel every day. I'm just doing the same thing, but I don't feel like I'm doing anything that matters. Or people who are like, I think I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't have clarity. I don't have focus. So that's kind of the, the gamut or the range of, of people that come and they're all ages from, from, you know, twenties all the way up to, I think some of my clients are in their sixties. They're much older than me. Like my whole group was older than me this last, (laughs) this last time, like five women, they were all much older than the all, I won't say much. Sorry, guys. They're all. (laughs) Um, my elder. Season. Yes. Season. <laughs> no, that, that's that's powerful. I think that that says something because I feel like a lot of times we feel like age equates to wisdom or experience equates to wisdom. Right. But what I what I what you see and what I see is that it's not just the age or experiences. Learning from those experiences, applying what you learn as well. So you yes. can learn something and not apply it. It's not going to help you. Absolutely. One thing that the that the Holy Spirit had impressed upon me one day, because I'm a person who was all about knowledge and information and facts. You know, I want to I want to know things. But what the Holy Spirit had said to me was, knowledge without truth is just information. Mm. And I went, whoa. What do you What do you <laughs> mean by What do you mean by that? It's like there are lots of people that know things. Like there are people who can say they know God. But do mm. they really have the truth of who God is? Wow. I was like, okay, wow. tell me more. You know, so I always say that I know nothing. And it's kind of a mantra from, from the group that I was a part of to say that I know nothing because it keeps you in a place of humility. And honestly, everything that we know, we have learned. I don't know how to tie my shoe. I learned to tie my mm. shoe. 
I know that my name is Shawnice because I've learned that that's my name. You know, we've seen people who live their whole yeah. life and they're like, what? These aren't my real parents. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's <laughs> like true. what? I, I grew up in where? You know, so everything that we know, we, we have learned and the mm. application is the most important part of, of that knowledge. Like you said, being able to apply what you know. Oh, that's really powerful. I never really thought about that. that we don't really know anything. Just, we just learned it. <laughs> right. Wow. The only person that's all-knowing is God. Yes. He's yeah. like, I really don't know anything. If I were to fall and hit my head today and I have amnesia, what do I know? It's all gone. Wow. Yeah, I have to learn everything. That that puts things into perspective. Because I feel like there's certain times, you, like I know I've gone through uh, different things I feel like I don't know certain things and I feel like I can never get to that level but it's just learning it and uh, putting in the reps so that's that's super it is deep. and that's the way I felt about you know like with your podcast and you encouraging me you know like I said we had sat together at the same table yeah. at a church event and you started talking about the podcast and we know that all of these things are divine appointments like God really yeah. is setting us yes. up so I'm like, what? You did a podcast? I've been thinking about doing that. Had no clue how to use, you know, anything that had to do with the podcast with Anchor and, and didn't know any of mm -hmm. that. And then you get on there and you learn it. And then people yeah. say, oh, well, you know how to do. No, I don't really. I just learned this. <laughs> you learned it. I just learned it. No, that's so, that's so true. And even as you're learning things, like you have to just do it even, even if you don't necessarily learn it. Like even when you're riding a bike, it's not like you read a bunch of information that you're just, oh, I know how to ride a bike. Right. <laughs> you, learn, you learn by doing it. You fall, you scrape your knees, you run into dumpsters. That's, that was me when I learned how to ride yes. a bike. Because yeah. I, I learned how to ride, but I didn't learn how to stop. And I, I learned how to stop pretty quickly after that. That's a whole other, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but the failure is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. And without us getting into our ego, that was the hard part for me because I wanted things to be perfect. Mm. You know, but perfection is not necessary, even though I wish I could be perfect. Like I've had to really come to terms with that. <laughs> like, like yeah. God, I'm still gonna sin sometimes. I'm still gonna yeah. mess up. I'm still gonna. I've had to come to terms with that, that everything is not going to be perfect, but everybody in the Bible that God used, they were all imperfect people because we just that's, all are. That, that's so true. So do but it. I, Get out there and do it. Don't be afraid to do it. Do it. Do it afraid. Do it scared. Do it imperfect. Mm -hmm. Just get something accomplished. Yeah, that's true. I like what you said about failure is a part of the process because I feel like we, we focus in on people's successes, people who are famous. We focus only on their successes, everything else that they did behind the scenes. We don't, we're like, oh, that person never failed before. But when we look at ourselves, we only look at the stuff that we're failing at. We don't right. look at the stuff that we're doing well. And I think not having the right mindset to focus on, taking the time to pause and say, this is what I'm doing well. I mean, I should focus more on this or maybe I need to pivot and do this. And just, I think that's part of finding your purpose is a lot of pausing and reflection. It is. And it's good to reach out for help, to not be afraid to ask for help. And that's where it comes in that, you know, we're all a part of the body. 
like the hand can't be mad at the eye because it can't see, you know, yeah. or, or the foot can't be mad at the, you know, at the finger because it can't point. <laughs> like, like we really have people getting upset about gifts that they don't have, but it's like, mm -hmm. if God didn't give me that gift, it doesn't mean that I can't still cultivate a skill. And that's the important part about a purpose is that we think that purpose is only wrapped up in natural abilities, but it's not because yeah. we can learn the whole yeah. thing I said about learning, like there's something you want to do. Like, I can't say that, you know, I'm an artist at this point, but if I ever wanted to become an artist or it became a passion, I could go and learn it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I could do. So we think that if we don't know how to do it right now, then that must not be what I'm supposed to do. So we just have to look to our passions and be okay with making mistakes, mm -hmm. reaching out for help and yep. focusing on the things that you do well. Yes. No, I, I think that's, that's so true. Like no one is really good at something the first time. And I'm really passionate about STEM. So I always talk about like a lot of people say they're not good at math and science, all this stuff, but a lot of it is just what they've told themselves. Right. And then Sometimes like people who are, I've heard of different studies they've done with students that they told a, a teacher that you have the best students. In oh, all yes. The, you have the best students ever and you are the top teachers and they tracked how their performance was over a semester and it, they showed that they had done really well. At the end of the study, they said, actually, you were not the best teachers. It was an average and like, okay, but well, we had good students. Like, no, it was just an average number of students. So it just goes to show you that what you're talking about, the affirmations, what you choose to believe becoming a reality. Yes, we talked about that study and I can't remember the exact name of the theory, but it's basically called a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. That whatever yeah. you believe about yourself, you know, if you think you're wrong, then you're wrong. If you think you're right, then you're, you know, whatever you believe is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you believe is true and I wanted to throw in too something that I heard um, Eric Thomas the the hip-hop preacher oh, yeah. he said something really powerful because we're all looking towards this this quote-unquote success and mm -hmm. he said that it's not about success it's about stamina and mm -hmm. I went wow so you know I'm thinking I need to reach this certain level of success and I'm looking at the things that I'm being assigned to do and it's getting to be more and more stuff and mm -hmm. I'm like wow, I don't know if I can do all of this, but it's like, you just need to build up your stamina. Like if I went into the gym today, I'm not going to bench press 300 pounds. <laughs> That's not, you know, yeah. I guess somebody would consider that to be successful as a, you know, as a bodybuilder, yeah. but they didn't start out bench pressing 300 pounds. You know, true. we have to build up our stamina mm -hmm. to be able to have that long-term success because success is really fleeting. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's subjective, like success yeah. to one person is like, hey, I made it through the day and I didn't die today. Like that's, yeah. that's success. That's true. Like I, I live in a bad neighborhood and I walked home from school and I made it home. I am successful. Or, you know, I was able to get through high school without becoming a, a, a teen mom. Mm -hmm. You know, so we really have to put those things into perspective on, on what is success. So you have to define that for yourself mm -hmm. when you start talking about purpose, mm -hmm. like, Maybe you are already living in your purpose, but you just haven't truly defined what success is for you and how to how to maintain it. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like social media does not make things any easier. Oh, oh it is it is a blessing and a curse. It is mm -hmm. the best of things and it can be the worst of things because people only see, you know, the side that people want to show. Mm -hmm. 
Nobody posts their failures like, hey, I really bombed on putting out this post today. <laughs> and uh, hey, everybody take a look at this or, oh, my kid's sticking out their tongue on our family photo and, mm. you know, shooting somebody the bird. You know, nobody <laughs> does that. <laughs> they only show all the best smiling, polished, filtered pictures and uh, we have to be careful how much of that we consume because what we consume is what consumes us wow that's another bar <laughs> what we consume is what consumes us that, that that's is a so little true. it's a little twist on smith wigglesworth he says i want to consume god's word until it consumes me mm, you know so whatever powerful. we feed ourselves spiritually physically naturally mm -hmm. whatever you feed yourself that's the outcome so yeah. as much as I would love to go out and eat uh, Burger King's Impossible Whopper every day <laughs> <laughs> and then say, I want to be a size six, you know, it really is just impossible. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. <laughs> there, are, there are natural consequences for everything that we do. And when mm -hmm. we think of the word consequences, we often only think of the negative consequences, but there are mm -hmm. positive consequences like mm -hmm. getting up in the mornings and seeking God and doing that devotion and filling mm -hmm. ourselves up. That's the main part that I teach my, you know, that I teach my clients about purpose is that it has to originate with God because he created us. Mm -hmm. You know, great. if I go buy something from the store, and it's supposed to be a table, but I'm like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to build a house. <laughs> That's not what it was created for. There's not enough materials there. Like we're trying to create something sometimes yeah. that we were not manufactured to even be or do. And mm -hmm. that's when we start to feel inadequate. That's why I do wow. the affirmations every day about you are enough. Like mm -hmm. you are enough based on these things that God's word says about you and what he created. No, that that's very powerful. Like talk about what you fill your spirit with and affirmations and going, yeah, going to the creator. I mean, he created all, he knows what the purpose is. So why not ask him? Right. Yeah. It seemed like the most simple thing at one point when I was like, I really should just go to God and just, mm -hmm. and just pray and seek him. But many times the reason we're not successful is because we don't have a strategy. It's not because we don't have the desire. It's not because we don't want to. We often blame people for if they would pull themselves up by their bootstraps, if they would, you could just be better. And you know, like you said, you know, physical age does not equal maturity. So just because somebody's getting older doesn't mean that they they know more or have more wisdom. You know, it's it's simply because we lack strategies. So that's kind of the main focus of my program is helping people to get strategies for what you want to do. You got to have a game plan. Like you can't go out on the field to play the game, just be like, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good game plan because no. you know, the enemy is going to wreak havoc in your life and, and mm -hmm. all kinds of things are, are going to happen if we don't have a plan. So you have to have a plan. Yeah. If you, hit, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So that's Absolutely. true. Yeah. Well, I know you also have a podcast. I, I know you didn't mention that, but well, you mentioned it a little bit, but tell us more about your podcast and how, how that's been going. Wow. I have had the most fun doing the podcast because in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to be like a voiceover person or like 
do commercials like hello welcome to today's <laughs> podcast you know i've always like yeah. played around with voices even whenever i was a teacher i would get tired of listening to myself and i'd use different voices with the kids like i'd be the country teacher hey everybody this is what we're going to do today <laughs> or i'd be like the valley girl like hello guys we are really gonna learn some like really cool stuff today so <laughs> so i love all of the acting and all of the voice work that comes yeah. with that so um, what we have now are so many tools that can make us seem so professional. Mm. Like I had, my husband already had a podcast mic. I didn't know how to use it. I, it was two steps, plug it into the, you know, plug the cord into the, the snowball and then plug it into my computer. Voila, I have a podcast. Nice. Mic. There you so, go. so sitting with you that day and, you know, telling me how to take those simple steps. It is called the Purpose Pep Talk Podcast. And it is available on all streaming platforms. Yes, the, <laughs> so purpose all major, the Purpose Pep Talk. And I just finished the first season. I didn't know I was going to end the first season. But again, I was yielding to, you know, to, to God and praying and saying, okay, I feel like I got a lot on my plate. And it's like, okay, it's time to end the podcast. I'm like, but I really like doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we have to look at what we're putting out and what we're getting back. Mm. so is this producing something is this creating yeah. money is this yeah. a stream you know or can I take that energy and put it into something else mm. so I think I ended up doing 18 episodes and it was like a, a weekly podcast and the first season is is still up where I talk about giving you strategies for your struggles and, and how we can find and discover our purpose because it really is more of a discovery than a, a hide and seek kind of thing we think it's mm. it's there no it's a yeah. discovery it's a journey to getting there, not this is the destination for it because mm. it can change. So we won't always want to be in uh, discovery mode with that. But I enjoyed doing the podcast and it was just the most fun to come up with things to, to talk about each week. So that was something that that season was over. And, and I had I'm always in, in conversation with the Holy Spirit and, you know, asking God, like, OK, like okay, you want me to end this? Like, uh, why? <laughs> like, I just, I talked to him, just yeah. like, you know, all the whole, all the three in one, like, sometimes I talk to Jesus, sometimes it's the Holy Spirit, sometimes yeah. it's God. like, they're all the same thing, but you know, yeah. um, but I, I prayed and I was like, okay, I need to understand, you know, why I need to end this right now. Mm -hmm. And the word season came up, you mm -hmm. know, and it was like, how Jesus would use parables, you know, he would yeah. talk to the disciples and to people about things they understood. So me being from the country, my grandfather was a farmer. So mm -hmm. the, the parable, the modern day parable that came to me was, if you go out and plant corn, you don't mm -hmm. just go plant corn, like you, you till the soil, you nourish it, you feed mm -hmm. it, you water it, and then the harvest comes and you take in the harvest. Mm -hmm. And then that season for corn is over. And I said, oh, okay. It's like, you don't go back and you plant corn again the next day when you just picked up corn because it's mm. not the season for corn. Wow. And next time you might be planting something else. So I'm wow. like, okay, so I have harvested the corn. I've pulled in and gotten everything I need from this season. And we have to not be married to things because it's mm. like, oh, that's, you know, I really, I've been really working on this and I think it's going well. And Oh, it doesn't help when people are like, oh, Shanice, I love your podcast. <laughs> and then you're like, well, the Lord told me that it's over. <laughs> so until next time, America.
but um, but I had to, you know, I have to yield because that makes space for other things that God wants to do. Mm. So really, it's not about what I want. It's about what God wants, and I mm. have to yield to his will. And sometimes mm -hmm. I don't want to do things, but my favorite, my favorite reference here is Jesus didn't want to die on the cross. Mm. That's true. <laughs> You don't have to want to do it. Sometimes you might not have the desire, you might not feel it, it might not be there. Even mm -hmm. Jesus, who I'm sure Jesus knew that when he went to the cross, he was going to get up. <laughs> but still, he was like, he was like, bros, <laughs> like I'm about to die, y'all. <laughs> like, can y'all pray for here. me? And then he's mad, like, y'all, my friends, y'all been with me, y'all can't pray for me, y'all can't yes. pray for me. Like, what's going yeah. on? I'm about to go die. And so I always reference that when I think about my desire for something, when I'm like, I don't want to do this, but it's not my will. That's what Jesus said. Not my will, your will be done. Wow. That's yielding to the purpose is God, not my will. You created me for a reason. You set me in this particular mm. time and space and history to do something. So show me what that something is so that I can accomplish your will. Because in the end, that's what really matters is being able to know God, love God, and serve others with the gifts that he's given you. Wow, that, that's, that's amazing. No, that, that's so good. I have, so I'm part of like this morning um, group um, that meets in the mornings that talks about people and entrepreneurship and stuff. And one of the leaders was talking about it. He has uh, occasions where these people can come up on the screen because there's like hundreds of people and you get opportunities to ask questions. And it's it's really goes hand in hand with what you're saying with different seasons and what you're supposed to be doing. And so I have incredible what I do with my speaking, but I also have a nonprofit that I'm doing. And I ask about like what should I be doing? Like I'm passionate about this. And he's just like, just choose one or really just stick stick with one. Cause he uh, what stuck out to me is what he said, everything you choose to do is you're choosing not to do something else. So what you're saying with your with your situation with your podcast what god showed you is that hey this was the season you were doing this it was going really well you you planted the corn you tilled it you watered it you got the fruit but now i want you to go and work on something else right so that's that's right. powerful that's that's tough too my um my godmother told me about a book called your sacred yes and it's by Susie larson and she says that your yes has to be sacred because when you give your yes to one thing, you're automatically saying no to something else mm. because you've already committed. So we have mm. to be careful with our yes. We have to be careful with the things that we commit to mm. because we don't know if it's supposed to be over here. Like there's another field the Lord wants me to go teal and water mm. and, and, and nourish. And that goes for us also with boundaries with people. That's one of the lessons we talk about in, mm -hmm. in Process Your Past is talking about those boundaries and they get damaged whenever we've mm -hmm. had trauma and things happen. And so it's important also to know which seeds, because we always want to help people. You know, if you're mm -hmm. a believer, most of the time you want to help, you want to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And every good thing doesn't necessarily mean it's something that God wants you to do. <laughs> So we have to be careful in, you know, is this person's heart ready to receive this word? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm just planting a seed. God comes along, does the watering. Like yeah. we want to take them all the way from sin to salvation, but mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't happen in that moment. Yeah. And I, I, another thing that, that the Lord has dealt with me about is divorcing myself from the results. 
Mm. We are so results oriented that, yes. you know, if I don't get 7,000 likes on this Instagram <laughs> post today, like I didn't do it. I missed the mark. Yes. Um, I even had someone today who had made a comment on one of my Instagram posts and it was um, something relative to me misinterpreting a scripture that I had used. Mm. And, um, and I, and I wanted to make sure that I responded to him because I didn't misinterpret scripture. I kind of explained that I wasn't misinterpreting scripture, but he yeah. missed the spirit of what I was trying to say. Yeah. But I still appreciated that because before I posted it today, I had a little check, like, can I really apply this the way I want to apply it? But, mm -hmm. you know, we will focus on that one person yes. that made a negative comment. And there were mm -hmm. over a thousand people today that played it, that, you know, that people that responded, people that said, mm -hmm. thank you, but we get caught up in that one mm -hmm. and we feel like we missed the mark. So wow. we don't want to be distracted, you know, yeah. by the people that are sometimes going to miss it because people missed it with Jesus. And yes. he, he was just like, cool, I'm walking away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sorry, this is not for you or you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get the spirit of what I'm saying because people are so to the law about mm -hmm. everything that sometimes we miss the spirit of the law. So wow. don't don't get so stuck in doing everything just right. Just do it. Nike had it right, you know. When they said, just, do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yes. They are one of the best slogans. I think I talked about it in previous podcasts too. We're all sponsored by we're not sponsored by Nike, but we're we're all talk about Nike every time we say just do it. Yeah. It's a good slogan. <laughs> yeah, it really is the best slogan. Yeah. Well, I think that's about the time we have. Um, it flew by, but I want to make sure people know how to connect with you. I know you talk about your podcast, talk about your website, socials, however people can connect with you. Yes. And ironically, I used to do websites, but I have not done a website for myself yet. <laughs> <laughs> have not been released to do a website just yet because I um you know I'm just not ready to put everything mm -hmm. out there but it doesn't mean people can't still contact me. Um, all of my social and all of my contact information people can find at link tr.ee forward slash the purpose project co. So Linktree the purpose project company co. Awesome. I'll make sure I put the link in this podcast as well. Well it's been enjoy talking with you all. I always get so much talking with you. I love the energy you bring. It's just the joy of the Lord just comes out of you every time we oh, talk. It's just, you. it's amazing. Thank you. I, I love every conversation that we have. I always grow and I'm always encouraged by all that you're doing. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. And for everyone else listening, thanks for listening to another episode and kind of Paul podcast and have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Incredible Paul podcast with Paul Ferranbi. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. incredible.